Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community. Culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Yin Tang. I am the normal host, and here with me today for a change is Johnny Wu, <laughs> the ghost host. <laughs> and DJ Lexicon is on vacation today, so he will not be joining us for this week's segment. But he'll be back next week for、uh, all of you fans out Which there. Which means that we can talk something,、uh, gossip about him. Yeah, let's、like、gossip about, about him. What's with his hair? <laughs> he should comb it a different way. <laughs> I agree. He should be probably like more emo style. Definitely. Like with the bangs sideways, sideswept, and his glasses. I mean, he's got those thick rimmed glasses. He should totally wear his hair differently.、Hmm. That should be a good idea. Or maybe get, tell him to get different kind of colored glasses. Oh yeah, I could totally see like some red glasses,、oh, yeah. totally Asian red glasses to go with the gold glasses. Yeah, <laughs> gold rimmed glasses. <laughs> Well,、um, for those of you who haven't been on our Facebook and checked out DJ Alexicon's、uh, picture, he actually shaves his head. So, really? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's a little、that. bit bald. Really? I thought, I thought he has an afro. Ah, he once had an afro. Did, That's right. right.、Okay. That's true. Wow, he really is a ghost host, Johnny. Who doesn't really come in very often?、Um, he's always doing some stuff in the background here. So,、uh, are、yeah. we going to do an impressions of the week this week? I still don't understand the word. What does it mean? You know, what does it mean? The impression of the week. Well, I think what、uh, DJ Lexicon aimed for is to give us like a little、uh, sentiment to start off the episode, like something to think about or something that might have struck a chord with、okay. the general public or us in particular, like throughout the week. Okay. <clears throat> so I guess I have one impression then. Okay. Well, maybe a bunch of it, but I'm gonna only pick one.、Um, Tuesday, I went to see a film. This past Tuesday, right, two weeks ago, rather, the Cleveland International Film Festival was in town,、mm-hmm. and、uh, I went to see one of the film that the OCA as a community partner.、Mm-hmm. And sitting there talk, watching the movie with、uh, my DP guy that works for me, Mike, he's like, "Oh, I love this movie." Although we both agree that it, the pacing is kind of too long. It's it's a cute story about this kid in the summertime spending in one of the small town called、uh, Chouchi,、mm-hmm. but、um, they basically have no plot. Basically, the camera follow this kid, and this environment is beautiful. It's it's a it's a very beautiful、um, town,、uh, suburb of Taipei. It's a little tiny town,、mm-hmm. so it was a beautiful environment, scenery, everything is beautiful. But there's no story. You just follow the kid. See the kid doing stuff in the summertime, and then eventually one of his best friend die, and then that was the sad、oh. ending. So that was, that was it? it. That was it. There's、but、no conflict or anything. No, it, but there's a two, well, there's a family conflict about the parents are getting divorced, and but I think those are add-on subplot to make it more interesting. I see. But at, at the end, it felt like,、um, and this is the reason why I thought that this is kind of interesting because this is not the first time I've seen a lot of Taiwanese film.、Mm-hmm. When there is a lot of、uh, independent filmmakers in Taiwan and China, when they don't have enough budget, they try to make a low-budget film, but fill it up with lots of、uh, non-essential plot stories. Oh, but sometimes those are the best, like Liu、uh, Xinhuayan. Well, yeah, well, like I said, it's basically has nothing to do with the movie, but they put it in to make it pretty or make it more external. You know, it's making the B roll more longer, so you can have more.、Uh, you might you can have a feature. So. 
kind of like they run out of ideas and try to figure something they do. And and it's it's ongoing, going forever. And I, you know, in a way, it's good because now we're learning the different style of filmmaking. At the mm-hmm. same time, it's kind of weird because now you're seeing a lots of a lots of garbage that can be taken out. Yeah, I can agree. Like, I don't know about movies per se, but there's some TV shows that I've watched where sometimes I wonder where a certain episode is going. I'm like, you know, the overall season could have done very well without that one episode. Right, right. So yeah, <laughs> those filler episodes. But um. So that's my impression. Well, funny thing because you were talking about that、uh, movie, and today、um, it kind of ties in a little bit with、uh, my impression of the week.、Um, you know, I take dance classes at Cleveland State, and there is an older gentleman who's a, a dance student there as well. And I think it started late last semester, just a random conversation about the Confucius Institute, and they had、mm. like a tea ceremony. And he asked me if I knew anything about it, if I had a background doing tea ceremonies, and we just struck up a conversation. Every time he notices something Asian, he asks me about it. And we have a nice conversation, and I enjoy. I enjoy the openness and the whole sharing vibe of like a, as a dance student community. And what's really funny is today he actually approached me and told me that he saw that very same movie <laughs> at the film festival on Tuesday. And、so、what does he? What's his? What does he like? It. He、not? liked it.、Yeah. He liked it.、Um, and he says that the plot wasn't overbearing,、uh, or I, I don't know if he called it plot. He said the conflict wasn't overbearing in the movie. Okay. So I, I based on your description, I think I can. I understand. Yeah,、um, the plot with the the conflict was there just for being there to make it more interesting. Yeah, but it's not really. A, a it's not relevant.、Thing. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what other movie I saw that wasn't Asian that I really liked recently was、Which、Divergent.、One? It was、um, it, it's based on a novel, and I think that's why I liked it so much. Because usually, when a movie is based off a novel, there's really great character development. Of course, you have the rare ones like Pirates of the Caribbean, which I thought had great character development. That wasn't based on a book, was it? I have no idea. I don't know either. So I wouldn't be able to comment on that. Okay, so you know I do like movies with a good plot, but of course there are always those TV shows or movies that you like to play in the background where you don't really have to pay attention. Right. And、Oops. the plot. Hey, you just of... knocked something out <laughs> in the background. I just knocked over a poster. It's all right. I can pick it up later. Yeah, I don't know where it went. I'm trying to find it.、Um, but anyway, yeah, I like the stories that sometimes are just easygoing. Like one of my favorite ones. Is、um, Millennium Actress, and it's a Japanese animation. Okay. And it just、um, everybody probably thinks I'm like this huge anime fan. No, I only dabble into what people recommend. I'm not. I don't really follow anime obsessively. I used to, but when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, but then、uh, I had collection about over a hundred. Did you ever read、movies. Rama One Half, the manga? No. No. Oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite ones growing up. But.、Um, But you know, like Millennium Actress, it's not. I mean, there's a plot, of course, but the beauty of、uh, this movie in particular is just the images and the emotions. It's like this actress, and、um, it's it's how she、um, puts emotion into her roles. It wasn't about the goal; it was about the journey. And it's like, you know, I used to work on my graphic design projects and just watch that movie in the background.、Wow. Like, it's just listen to what listen, yeah. And when you do look up, it's just beautiful imagery on the screen. So that's a good way to relax. Yeah, and actually, I um. Uh, Sucker Punch is another one that's similar.、Zach、I heard about that one, but never seen it.、So. I, I really like Zack Snyder. He's one of my favorite、uh, okay. directors, producers, whatever he is. But he's pretty cool. So you've been working with your school, Intend Dance. Yes. 
How's that going so far? It's going okay. Um, it's not where I thought it would be when I first started it last year. Yeah. But I have a very dedicated group of uh, performing girls, and I think that's probably the most important thing. I mean, there's nothing worse than people who just drag their feet and feel like they just pay you to come and work out and get exercise and don't really care about the actual choreography or yeah. the art behind it. Um, you know, I'm not criticizing any of the schools out there who do do that because, I mean, I go to take certain dance classes for exercise. But, I mean, that's just not the goal of what I'm trying to aim to, to do. I mean, there's a lot of very classical choreography in China, like classical styles, like yeah. different regional styles, different mm -hmm. folk styles, and even like the Chinese ballet is a type of style as well. But uh, a lot of the schools here, they just focus on the Han style of dancing, one very particular. Occasionally they stray to like some Dai dancing or Mongolian dancing because there's character in the dance. Right. But they don't actually find like the essence behind the choreography and the dance moves. And I think that's such a shame because there's a lot of richness. There's a lot of culture in itself there. And of course, like if you ever watch any of the Chinese art shows nowadays, it's all fusion stuff. It's all like contemporary acrofusion technique infused crazy dances and if they're doing it in china it must be authentic right wink wink no but but it's still <laughs> it's, very cool to watch <laughs> it's very cool to watch i, I think when um, um uh the confusing institute had the performances uh, mm -hmm. people coming came in uh there were, their music are very contemporary and it's mm -hmm. like wow oh, it's, yeah. they're dancing very traditional dance or, or folklore dance but yet it's very you know contemporary song they were playing mm -hmm. it's quite interesting yeah, there's definitely like a movement towards a more modernization of all these traditional dances, which if you think about it, um, a lot of these folk dances, they're made to be done in groups and the moves aren't supposed to be hard. They're supposed to be easy to follow along. Right. But if you're looking at competition dances and dances that are interesting with like detail in the choreography, it's not folk dancing anymore. You mean they might take some folk dancing elements like certain moves and then add on certain technique to it, certain, you know, like acrobatic abilities. Like, I don't know if you saw the one act. It's pretty famous. Uh, I don't remember what year it came out, but you could probably find it on YouTube. It's called the Butterfly Lovers Acrobatic Ballet. And this girl is on point shoes, and she's literally dancing on this man. Hmm. She stands on his head at the very end. You know, for she's just dancing at shoulders. You know, she's standing on her toe, and she's got her leg all the way behind her. It's crazy. It's crazy insane. Wow. But that's that's a direction that Chinese acrobatic dance is going towards. It's a fusion of everything. I mean, she does poses that are classic Chinese, but she's wearing point shoes, and clearly they're doing acrobatic balancing acts. So it's it's amazing. That's really cool. We should bring them here. Eventually, <laughs> yes, eventually. So same thing. We're talking about culture and dances, and um, we have a big event coming up pretty soon, right? Absolutely, May seventeenth and May eighteenth. The Cleveland Asian Festival. Woo! <laughs> Do you think we're going to get more than 38,000 people? I, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we definitely. So tell us a little bit uh, to the audiences about what kind of performers are going to be available and, you know, give us a little, you know. <laughs> well, um, by the time that this uh, uh, radio show comes to air, we would have finalized the list, but uh, now it's not quite the end of March, and we are still working with two last-minute applicants, um, and they're going to be either the end of the day or beginning of the day, Saturday or Sunday. But we have a whole variety of shows. Most of the performances are authentic and traditional, mm. done by teachers who've either studied in India or the Philippines or China or, you know, like even Luau. We have, um, oh, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> it's uh, Wanda's the contact name. There, we do have one hula group this year, and they performed last year as well. Um, we do have a Polynesian dance, the hula dancing, and... Uh, we have a couple of fusion groups as well. We do have a fusion fan dance, and um, my 
school is going to be doing a fusion dance with my sister, which won't be learning it till two days before. She's really? an experienced you dancer. Think it could be good. I hope so, because okay. <laughs> I've already uh, choreographed uh, her part, videotaped and sent it to her, and she's practicing in New York. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I mean, she dances in two dance crews over there, so. So any um, uh, memorable performance that you would kind of think people should come and see? Absolutely. For the first time ever, the Cleveland Asian Festival is going to have a dragon dance from Cleveland, which is presented by the Cleveland State Confucius Institute and... OCA Cleveland. Woo! <laughs> That's if we can get the people together to do it. I think we'll get the people. I'm very sure. I should be, you know, should be able to get the flyer out to the people pretty soon, and then mm-hmm. let's hopefully uh, get a lot of commitment to it. I mean, um, if any of the listeners, if you want to participate, it does require somewhat of athleticism. So we do recommend that if you want to uh, volunteer that you either jog regularly or you do some sort of working out regularly. (laughs) Because if you don't, you do have to carry a pretty heavy dragon. I mean, it's in segments, but your segment is pretty heavy and it does require some form of endurance. So for your own safety, we prefer people who you know, work out regularly. Yeah, correct. Because even with the uh, twirling the flag or mm-hmm. the, the pearl ball, it's very, very hard to do, uh, you know. So any uh, dragon boat racers out there? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Anybody who paddles <laughs> should be able to do it. You have the endurance and the upper body strength yep, to wave yep. the dragon around. And we're very excited because this dragon mm-hmm. is red and, um, y- you know, it's not it's not the water dragon year. And actually, I'm trying to remember. It's the year of the fire horse this year. Right? Yes, it's a fire horse. Fire horse? Oh, my dragon is red. Yeah, so it's red because it's the year of the fire. See, I wanted to fact check that. I was 100% sure. (laughs) So it should be lucky to have like a red fire dragon at the Cleveland Asian Festival. And that's going to be performed Sunday around noon at the flat stage. That's where we'll start, and then we're going to go snake our way around the entire festival. Cross our fingers. Crossing our fingers. Uh, it's our first year, so we're hoping everything goes smoothly. And if you're a huge fan of the Lion Dance, the Quan family, again, a tradition for the Cleveland Asian Festival, will be performing Saturday at 12.15. All right, so now you talk about, you mentioned about Lion Dance and Dragon Dance, mm-hmm. and lots of people confuse them together. Yes. So you want to explain a little bit the differences? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you want to help? <laughs> I'll right, do my best. I'm, but remember, I'm the ghost. That's right. Host. He's the ghost host. He can't talk too much or he's going to use up too much of his ghostly abilities. That's right. <laughs> and we'll have to rename him. But um, but the lion dance is traditionally done with two people underneath a lion costume. There's usually one person manipulating the head, you know, blinking the eyes and just moving the mouth and tilting the head. And then you have the person being the tail that, you know, sometimes if you're competing in lion dance competitions, it's the person in the back that lifts up, lifts up the person in the front. Right. And some of these traditional lion dances get pretty extreme. They have these really tall stools. And by stools, I mean maybe like a round circle, maybe three quarters of a foot in diameter. I would say probably about... That's about three quarters of a foot. Seven, eight inches okay. diameter. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, um yeah, Small. pretty much a stool that's about eight feet off the ground. Okay, mm-hmm. you might have one that's three feet off the ground, five foot off the ground, and then eventually eight or nine feet off the ground. And essentially what these lion dancers do is they jump from one stool to the other. Almost like a cat climbing, you know, everybody's seen like a cat castle before, a cat tower. And sometimes there's just like these little pads for these cats to jump on, and cats are very nimble. So what is lion but a giant cat? And these humans have to emulate being a giant cat being nimble. (laughs) So, um, 
so of course, if you can imagine, it would at max be two people jumping on these little stools, or else it'll get very dangerous. Now, for dragon dance, there's two different kinds. There is a type of dragon dance that has similar costumes to the lion dance, with a big head that could be manipulated with the features. It would just have a longer snout, and then、um, the、uh, the Dragon dance is more three people or more underneath the costume,、mm-hmm. so you have midsections, and then you'll have the tail at the very end. And it's like it can be three to like what twelve people, maybe even more. Maybe more. I I've seen one with twenty five people running. Really? Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, and actually, what it really looks like is just the millipede going through the crowd. I've、yeah. seen them before. <laughs> They look like millipedes, and yeah, talk about having a lower back strength because you're you're pretty much bent over the entire way. <laughs> But the the dragon that we have at the Cleveland Asia Festival this year is going to be the what I like to call the on the stick dragon, dragon on a stick. <laughs> yes, and then you basically have about nine people carry them, one with a flag, one with a twirl,、uh, with the、uh, pearl, the ball.、Mm-hmm. So you have what, and then nine, ten, eleven. I think I thought it was twelve people. About twelve people, yeah. Yeah, twelve people. Team. So what's unique about this is that there isn't a human actually under the head. The head is being carried on a pole. And what's really cool about this is you can manipulate the dragon and do cool tricks. You can make the dragon, you know, twirl and tumble and go side to side. It's、uh, it's more lively. It's not as stationary as the、uh, people under the cloth. And you still also can climb up the stools and everything too. Oh yeah, you can pretend like the dragon's like flying <laughs> over tents and everything. Yep. Are we gonna do that? Not this year. Maybe we will. Let's keep it a surprise. I no, I can. I don't think we can possibly have the time to train them.、Uh, eventually, I would like to be able to do where where you can do like a like a、uh, rope jumping. So the dragon jumping around with no way. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know we saw. Yeah, we yeah. saw the other group do it before. Yeah, we can do that. We can, but that's not gonna be this year. It、yeah. takes a lot of training. And it does. It does take uh, uh, quite a bit to make sure that a person doesn't get injured. But we are eventually we are offering the classes eventually to any anybody who wanted who want to play,、uh, learn the Chinese culture of the dragon dance, and there'll be a small、uh, starting fee. But that could be probably way for before the festival, and after that we probably gonna go full force and try to to get some some. Uh, Uh, classes going in, and people had to pay for it to to train. But、mm-hmm. it's a good workout. In the chain, you learn about the Chinese culture. You learn about drumming. You learn about de- dragon dance. You learn、and、about coordination. Coordinations. <laughs> you learn about that、uh, how to use the cha- the,、uh, a battle flag, like the way I was twirling on the St. Patrick's Parade. Yeah, I I had a thought about that. The,、yeah. the flags are very traditional Chinese,、mm-hmm. and I do have. I guess you can call them Chinese cheerleader outfits. They're really not, but it, that's what I was wearing—a cheerleader outfit. You were, but you,、yes. but it was baggy, and you, they were pants. It still looks good. <laughs> <laughs> you, yours is more of like a uniform. Yeah, Ours yeah. is kind of like a、uh, just above the knee skirt that's pleated like a cheerleader. I'm not、skirt. gonna wear a skirt. No, not you. But I was thinking about doing like some flag cheerleading <laughs> squads for next year's parade. Okay, that's not a bad idea. They had to make sure they all know how to, you know, twirl. Yeah. yeah. So any volunteers, you you just look me up on Facebook. You can find my email. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably put it together. The twirling of the flag is very different from、uh, the traditional twirling of the, the、um, uh, musical band,、mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. school bands. It's, Which、uh, one of my dancers who just had her baby will be coming back next year is、oh. a former flag twirler.、There、that's where I got the idea from. I'm like, I have the costumes. She has the experience. We can make it work. There you go. So. <laughs> So do you know that a lot of Chinese acrobatic when they do a lot of jumping around?、Mm-hmm. So basically, you can you can f- swing one of this flag underneath it where they're gonna s- jump over. That that's a, the size of the reason the size of the flag so big. Oh, I don't know if if ours would be that big. You should get somebody who know acrobatic jump around and we can do that. 
Swing yeah. and leave the guy. Jumps. I could probably do a partnership with the Rising Star Acrobatics. There you go. Because we, we are partnering to put on a production in uh, September or October this okay. year. I could tell you guys more about it over the summer. Yeah. Um, we're kind of talking about the Asian Festival. Right. And so anybody who doesn't know what we are talking about right now, just check out our Facebook page on the Cleveland Asian Festival uh, Facebook page. There will be two videos that we sh- that was uh, from the uh, St. Patrick's Parade that mm-hmm. actually have, have us performing there. So you have an idea. What are we talking about? The twirling of the flag and such. I was sick this year, so I didn't do much. I just walked and waved. <laughs> I normally have either giant sleeves or a peacock costume or ribbons or something crazy. Well, at least you march, which I is did. very important. I was there. I looked very chubby because I was wearing like two thin coats underneath. <laughs> so it, um, the reason we, we, we participate in St. Patrick because we want to show diversity. We mm-hmm. want to show that we embrace all the old culture and Irish culture heritage. is very important to mm-hmm. Cleveland. So being part of it is, uh, is an honor to be there. And they actually asked us to march, didn't they? Because they yes, wanted more color yes. and more diversity yes. in their parade. They didn't ask us. They didn't want us to wear green. They wanted us to be colorful. Yes. Kind of, <laughs> but then a lot of us were like, well, we feel like we should wear green because, first of all, we're not Irish. <laughs> yeah. And I do have green, my dragons, mm-hmm. and, and the dragon, too. The dragon does have green on the, the board. The flag and the dragon, too. So and if any of you... Um, uh, oh, uh, before I talk about the next thing, um, this year we actually have a local and authentic Korean performance. We haven't had Ooh. one since 2011. I'm very excited, personally. And we also have a national act, which mm-hmm. is... The Philharmonic! Woo! They just finished the tour uh, around the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, sing- the single team. So now they're actually just going to be releasing an EP, which mm-hmm. is uh, extended. What uh, do EP stand for? Know. I oh don't my know. God, I Maybe DJ Lexicon can fill in. Yeah, later. DJ should have fill on this. He should know his job. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. So they have an EP coming out on March 31st, and they're coming in to Cleveland again in May 17, 18 to perform for us. And they are a. They are a Filipino boy band. And actually, I don't know if they want to be called a boy band, but they, they are. Um, they are more a cappella band. They are. And yes. I still think they're pretty amazing because they, they are, harmonize yeah. so well together. Have you seen the latest video? No, I have not. Oh, it's really good. I know they were recently in Cleveland on the 14th. Yes. But we unfortunately, were we were going to you know try to take them out to dinner, but they weren't here long enough. They had to get ready to go to the next city. So, But we're in touch with them. And this is going to be exciting. Yeah. For those of you who've um, come to previous uh, Cleveland Asian festivals, last year we had Chessa. She was on The Voice. And she has a beautiful voice. And um, I know one of her tracks, which is a cover of Britney Spears' Toxic, was actually used in um, So You Think You Can Dance. Oh. And I, I can't remember which season, but I remember thinking that song was awesome. And it wasn't until she got here and gave me her album that I realized she sang that song. <laughs> so we should probably ask DJ Alexicon to play one of her songs Absolutely. In this episode. So. Like, well, I'll ask him to play Toxic. Yeah, there you go. DJ, please play. Yeah. <laughs>
more When your boyfriend bounce and he leave you low If you wanna rebound and you need to go with Wafiq I got that thing to bring you right back All y'all need to know about me Please don't leave your girl around me Yeah bro, even though I'm a eyeball homie I'll take your woman like that I go crazy when I'm with you Oh, you broke me down And I never, never thought I'd fall again Oh, I meant what I said when I told you that this time's different Perfect, it's more than enough And I'll never, never thought I'd fall again Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. That last song you heard uh, was Toxic by Chessa. And um, we're back with Asia Town Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. My name is Yin Tang. I am the normal host, and here with me is <laughs> Johnny Wu. <Woo. laughs> and DJ Alexicon. DJ Alexicon was on vacation, but he is helping us by doing DJ Alexicon's Corner right now. So, going back to what we were talking about, about the previous uh, national acts at the Cleveland Asian Festival, I think one of our best years was when Instant Noodles came to perform. I swear, on Saturday when they were on that uh, stage dancing, the screaming from the fans was so loud, I thought I was going to go deaf. I agree. But, you know, I I missed the whole show. Did you really? Yeah, I didn't see anything. Where were you? Busy dealing with two issues that was happening there. Oh, I was busy dealing with issues too, but I was at the stage. I was busy oh, with boo. people. <laughs> well, I was busy with people trying to crowd into the DJ tent. He needed, you know, room to do stuff. No, but <laughs> we we learned our lesson. We actually not get something to block yeah. him for next year, for last year. So. Yeah. But yeah, um, when they were here, it was actually exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was very Instant exciting. I mean, exciting. they had great energy. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you, but that's okay. Um, they you always do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my name, Yin, actually means to speak, so that's why I talk so much. You hear that, yeah. audience? <laughs> that's the reason why she is the host. Yes. I'm the ghost. <laughs> He's the ghost and I'm the host. <laughs> but, uh, but for anybody who knows anything about Chinese writing, you know, there are little radicals that indicate, uh, you know, a character is related to something. And I have the mouth radical in my name. Uh, in Chinese, it's called Kojipan. And wow. it's just pretty much a square. So you talk a lot. I, I guess I do. I or guess eat a lot. Either way, I I do both. <laughs> I will get to our favorite foods later. I promise. <laughs> we'll recommend some recipes or whatnot. But um, but their national act. I think uh, what really helped us out with this trend was our first national act ever, Dat Fan in two thousand eleven. He was a, a comedian, and he he told some pretty great jokes. 
Yes, sorry. <laughs> and you know there was kind of some hesitance in bringing in that fan, but I think he was a good choice overall. I think so too. I think the the audience enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. we have a lot of good funny things that he he did. Oh, absolutely! Uh, very PG thirteen. Yes, kind of good. So it's all good. And um, you know, if anybody's out there have little ones, just remember the Cleveland Asian Festival is a family friendly uh, event. It's free for public. Yes, no uh, free admittance. Thank you, you. If you want food, you have to buy the food. <laughs> Only food. Yeah, and, and most of the food are what eight dollar, five dollar. I think less than that. Okay. Well, I think no. Well, maybe it's there's some f- things that were like three something. or four. Just basically, you spend about ten dollar, you have a really great meal. Mm-hmm. That's about a line. Yeah, and you know most of the places give you larger than average portions. Yes, uh, and and the rest of them are average, so it's not like anybody's going to try to stiff you on anything. It's what, what? <laughs> what? Hey, I eat a lot. I yeah. <laughs> when I go to these places, I eat. That's like if I were to rate everything, I would say this is a pretty decent festival food wise. I, I don't <laughs> think any of the uh, food food courts people or uh, food co- cuisine food. Uh, when, is it called food court? Yeah, it yeah, is food, food court. court. Yeah, uh, they can give you less because they can stiff you because Lisa Wong. Yeah, make sure there's nobody can stiff anybody there. Yeah, Lisa works Hi, very Lisa. hard. <laughs> Shout out to Lisa Wong. <laughs> <coughs> so we're talking about Lisa. Are you talking about also more other performers that you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, we can circle back around to that. Because I think there's another one that we need to talk about is the uh, uh, verb ballet. Mm-hmm. So that might be something to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, for those of you who are familiar with the dance scene in Cleveland, Verb Ballet is a huge presence. And this year they're actually bringing in a choreographer and dancer from Vietnam. Which is going to be very interesting. Yes. Um, her name is Phuong, uh, P-H-U-O-N-G. Oh, you, you even know. Wow. I do know. Yeah, wow. I've been in contact with her um, to figure out if she needs a costume. She's actually going to be doing a contemporary piece. with okay. somewhat fusion, but mostly contemporary. And personally, I, I do prefer these more contemporary pieces because... You know, everybody wants to see the traditional side of these Asian dances, but it's not, I mean, it's wonderful, it's beautiful, but it's not always the most fascinating. There's a lot of these Asian dancers out there, Asian artists in general, who are doing other things as well as, you know, these traditional things. Like, I remember one year we had Sujata um, Chatterjee, I think her her name was. She she sang in a band. She's an Indian woman. She's more mature, and she was singing like with a rock band, and she had the most beautiful voice. And then I remember one year we had Jeremy Coe, and he's like a rapper, kind of like a hip hop uh, Asian dude, and he did like a, a you know just the hip hop set in English. So we're gonna have basically being two national, one national act and one international act. Oh yeah, I guess we could say she's an international act. She's coming all the way from Vietnam. I know that that's. I'm really excited because we haven't really had any Vietnamese performers in a while. And we gotta have to thank the, the Verba Ballet because they're the one who's bringing her in here. Absolutely. So did you know the Verba Ballet, uh, Doctor Maggie Carlson? Carlson. Yeah. She's from China. So no, she was, was in China as one of the director of the dance troupe. I think I did know that. Okay. I maybe. Maybe I we should invite her over sometime to talk about her experience in China. We should absolutely. Yeah. I um you know I take a, a ballet lesson. I haven't been there forever. I've been shirking. I'm sorry, I'm a shirky turkey. <laughs> I called my brother that the other day. He's like, "What?" I guess I'm a little bit old fashioned. Anyway, my point is, I take ballet there sometimes. I don't always see her there, so maybe mm-hmm. I'll just send her email, or you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check with her. her. Yeah. We have lots of. We would like to invite anybody who's uh, experienced the culture, the Asian culture, mm-hmm. to come and talk about their experiences. Aaron still wants to come and talk about his first time in China. We don't have Aaron. 
<laughs> Just fair, kidding, Aaron. It's an interesting. It's an interesting story because he and his parents were both there, and they were kind of blindsided. Well, his parents had never even really left. Oh, wow. They've left Ohio, but yeah. usually to visit family in other states, but to only come right back. So this is like their first real trip outside of. So, Aaron, Ohio. when are you going to come in? You keep saying that you want to, you want to, but it's been what? How many months now? I think he's microphone shy. Oh. <laughs> oh we'll have to tease him a little bit when he gets in here. So, okay. um, but yeah, we should definitely get uh, Dr. Margaret Carlson or Maggie Carlson in here to yeah, talk yeah. about because I know she supports a lot of um, Asian. Artists. In fact, she's the one who brought in uh, Chung Fu Chang last year. Is it yeah. last year? Was it last year? Uh, yes, it was, yeah, last, it was last year. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now they're bringing in a Vietnamese a choreographer and dancer all the way from Vietnam. That's I think is amazing. Yes. And like I said, uh, I'm really excited. We have a Vietnamese performer, and I think this year is probably one of the more diverse years ever. <laughs> okay, <the> so <laughs> what are the performances that we do we didn't have in the past years that we are having this year? Well, uh, actually, our first year in 2010, we did have a Laotian performer, yeah. and then we haven't had any till now. It's going to be a soloist. She's going to be doing one dance, but I'm proud to say that we do have a Laotian dancer this year scheduled. Okay. That's good. Um, and she's also going to be walking in our fashion show, and I'll talk a little bit more Ooh. about our Colors of Asia fashion exhibition in a little bit. Um, and, of course, a surprise twist to that at the end of the day, Saturday. But um, besides the Laotian dancing, we have a... So, um, like I said, we have an authentic Korean performance. I'm really excited about that. We have a whole host of Filipino performances. We have Polynesian hula dancing as well. Um, you know, in here and there, we've always missed a couple groups uh, in past years. And this year, we have the Hmong group performing again. Um, Blooming Flower, uh, the little little girls dance troupe, they'll be performing as well. Um, and, of course, just representations for most... And, of course, we have, like, lots of Indian groups. The Indian rep- representation, I think, is phenomenal. I mean, there's four dance groups, at least. Um, martial arts, you cover... Unfortunately, we couldn't get a Taekwondo group this year, which is what I was really hoping for. But you have various different Japanese martial artists. We do have um, Taiko drumming groups. We have Yume Daiko and Mame Daiko uh, performing on different days. Mm. We have the Shoujoji Japanese dancers who volunteer to model, model the fashion show. I'm really excited. Wow. Traditional kimonos. Their kimonos is much nicer than my summer yukata, which is really just kind of like a summer bathrobe. <laughs> but it is traditional. Um, and yeah, that I guess that will circle right back around to the Colors of Asia fashion exhibition. We have uh, the same participants as last year. We do have some similar outfits last year that were kind of popular, and we're thinking that maybe some of the people are going to be different in the audience this year as they were last year. But I would say more than half of the outfits in the fashion this year is going to be new that wasn't here last year. Um, And, of course, we'll have different um, fashion in the shows on both Saturday and Sunday because a lot of these models, like, for example, our Laotian friend, she's only going to be there Saturday. So for Sunday, we're going to have Hmong uh, models uh, doing their outfits as well. So it's going to be different. So you want to be there both days. There you go. So and there's we, no way you can say no to either one of those days. Oh you yeah. spend the whole day there. Come back, have fun, uh, do some stuff in the children's area this year as well. We're so, hoping, yeah. we're hoping to get the storyteller. So for anybody who haven't been to the festival last year, most people stay more than four hours at the festival mm-hmm. per day because they were enjoying all the, everything there, from food to performances. And we also want a, a section that we missed. We haven't uh, made a lot of public notice about, which is the health pavilion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot of free screening for anybody who want to go in and check it out. You know, they can check out for blood glucose. I think. Thank it you. Was. A couple other stuff that are from Cleveland Clinic, um, University Hospital, Metro Health, and so on. 
Is the Mammal Band going to be there this year? I have no idea. Okay, well, we will update you on that. We're yes. still working out some of the details. Yeah, make sure to check out the, festi- uh, the website, which is clevelandasianfestival.org. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of support from the local hospitals. Mm-hmm. They've been wonderful in working with us. Yes. So another act that will be returning this year, um, Connie Zhang is doing her magic show. Oh. Yes. At the children's section? or No, actually on one of the stages. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the reason is because she wants to pull a couple of volunteers from the crowd. She does this really cool trick. Connie does magic show? Yeah, she's performed in Disney World. Seriously? Yes. You didn't know that? No. Well, I mean, her English isn't that great, I know, but like that's probably so why she's, she isn't. So she's one of the... Uh, uh, Acrobatics. Thank you. Yeah. Acrobatic control. What the word? Contortionist. Thank, thank you. Yeah. She's retired, actually. Okay. I think I could find a photo of her. Um, and then I'll ask her if I can post it online. But I found a photo the other night where she is on a bench, which is on another bench. And she's standing on this bench and she's doing a back bend to pick up a flower with her mouth from the I lower bench. You've seen her do yes. that? Yes. Yeah, yes. that was her. It's incredible. And then have you seen her little sister Amy, like spinning those large handkerchiefs? She's got one on each hand and then one on each no, foot. She's laying on one. her back. It's pretty amazing. I, see that. I have a photo of that as well. Um, unfortunately, uh, they're all retired. Well, at least she's doing the uh, magic show, which is going to be exciting. Yeah. And, you know, she works with children all the time. She's great with kids. So right. the magic show is kind of her way to, you know, keep That's good. keep That's young. Good. And she, so, does, she does, oh, sorry. She does sorry. take volunteers because she... talk loud. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to tell you what I know, to I know, I know. Okay, she's going to... Because, you know, you want to be a part of us. It's pretty awesome. Like, she'll tie a knot through your shirt. So make sure you're wearing... She won't call you up if you're wearing, like, I don't know, like a tube top. But if you're wearing, like, a, a baggy shirt, or if you're wearing a shirt over a shirt, she ties knots through, like, a chain of people. Yeah. She has... You stand side by side. And she'll pull, and somehow all these knots just come loose. It's You're telling everybody amazing. the secret now. Well, I don't know the secret. I don't know how she does it. I mean, okay. you see her do it in front of everyone. Well, but... I should be on the stage now because I'm still going to wear my weird sunglasses, and they're going to yeah. be parading like crazy. So Your alien sunglasses. There you go. So, since we're talking about children, uh, we do also have a very revamped children's activities pavilion this year. Mm-hmm. I believe that we're going to have a, uh, the Natural History Museum going to have a, a booth there. Nice. Metro Park going to have their booth there and a couple other um, exciting things for for the children to get involved and participate. So, I think they'll be uh, a little bit different from years before. So, we're going to see a lot of um, um, sharing and excitement things going on. Absolutely. I mean, personally, you know, I, I kind of like having the children's games, but, you know, a lot of parents were like, well, we wish this was a little more educationally Asian-wise, yeah. and, and we kind of agree. And we don't want to be babysitting for them all the time. That's, that's true. I mean, I, I personally, I was the kid that wanted to play all the games, but yeah. I can understand where the parents come from, where they want their kids right. to do something hands-on and learn something. And we do still going to have the DDR that's going to be available still, and nice. we're still going to have the sumo wrestling. Yes. So when's uh, you and Aaron gonna fight? Oh, we fight all the time. At I mean, home. on sumo, sumo wrestling. Sumo, I don't want to put on a sumo suit. <laughs> Why not? It'll be funny. Because I did it already, so you guys had to do it. Okay, we'll do it. Okay, if not this go. year, then next year. Yeah. Oh, boom. no! Because I have a feeling I'll be really tired this year. I, you guys will probably see me running around because we're actually doing three fashion shows this year, and I'm also well. Aaron's helping me run a booth this year with some of our friends and relatives. So. I will have my hands full this year. Wow. Yeah. So if not this year, then definitely next year. So that's mean that we need more volunteers. If anybody needs a volunteer for the, or would like to volunteer for the Cleveland Asian Festival, please yes. go to the website. We I need, need some more model volunteers. Yes. Because that's, yeah, that's probably uh, the only area that will probably cause me a little bit of stress this year. I do have a wonderful helper, uh, Juan. She's Liana's mom. 
oh, one of okay. my students' moms. Yeah. And she's been great last year helping me with the uh, fashion exhibition. Actually, she came up with the name Colors of Asia. She kind of described it, described a photo that way. I'm like, I'm stealing that from you. Is that okay? She's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so that's where we it's got okay. our name, Colors yeah. of Asia. <laughs> there you go. That's very, very nice. But anything else you wanted to add about the Asian festival? I think that I think we covered a lot because we don't want to give it away everything since there'll yeah. be other episodes that could come in. That's true. So I guess one thing I like to remind is we're doing something new this year around six six fifteen p.m. Saturday evening, May seventeenth, at the Cleveland Asian Festival. It is also a fashion show, but we're trying to tie in a little more modern motif to it, and it's a oh, popular is it like a subculture. Or something? No, it's not oh. dancing. It's a fashion show. Okay. Um, maybe some dancing if we have some interesting characters on stage. So once our official schedule comes out, I'm sure you'll see what I mean. But until then, you know, for those of you who like animation, <laughs> should definitely come check out that fashion show. <laughs> or anybody who's into Comic Con. Exactly. Or um, mangas. Mangas. Yes. Video games. Video games. Specifically Japanese ones. Well, speaking no. of which, I do have a, a gun here. This is not going on air, is it? Talking about guns? No, I mean, not, not, it's a toy gun. Toy gun. Really? What is it for? Oh my. Halo? Yes. Really? Yes, Halo. Which one is that? I don't know what which what, which weapon that is. It's been a couple of years since I played Halo. And the reason that I stopped playing Halo, ladies and gentlemen, was that over the summer one time in college, when I didn't have any classes, I, st- I would consistently stay up till 7 to 8 in the morning playing Halo online. Yeah, I don't play that crazily like you, but this is one of the guns that was used uh, on the, mo- the show, uh, the cartoon, the game. Really? So you actually wonder the uh, character can carry this walking around, because it's all carved by one piece together. I don't wood. know if George would want something that real looking on, on site. Who's going to... I don't think anybody right now can make... This actually, you can tell it's fake. Really? I don't think it's fake. It's brownish color. It's fake. It's heavy. We'll we'll talk about this later. All right. (laughs) So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't really uh, figured out what we were talking about, um, just stay tuned in. We'll talk more about this later on. It's kind of like our uh, guinea pig project here. We don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. We don't know what the turnout is going to be. We don't know. Um, well, we, I'm very sure we're going to have more people because this year the marathon, uh, uh, luckily, they're actually doing everything on the west side. Mm-hmm. So it opened up the, the street for everybody to walk, drive through. And that's true, um, yes. ladies and gentlemen, who have been coming in previous years and had a little bit of trouble on Sunday morning. The marathon is usually over around like noon or 1 o'clock, right? Anyway? Yeah. So, I mean, even even so, they're no longer circling around the Cleveland Asian Festival. They moved their uh, footprint for the marathon further west. So now you shouldn't have any major traffic stopping you from coming to the Cleveland Asian Festival. And so make sure you're very have an empty stomach. Come out there. Yes. Eat, have a great time. Relax. And if the weather uh, is good, we are going to be having a really, really great time. Absolutely. I'm hoping it's a little bit cooler than previous years. Yeah. I do like it very warm, but I don't like being sunburned. <laughs> yeah, like I did. Yeah, I'm hoping for maybe 70-degree weather, oh, 70 nice. to 80. Yeah, that would be perfect. In previous years, it's like, what, almost 90? Yep. Or even more than 90? I don't really know. We'll do our best. All I know is that usually that's where I get my suntan for the summer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, really appreciate everybody listening. I think this is the time for us to say goodbye. One more thing. What okay. is your favorite food? 
Um, not not just Asian food, but favorite food in general, because we've already asked what our favorite. Food that's was. actually very tough for me to answer. Really? Uh, back in four years ago, I got interviewed by Cleveland Magazine and Cleveland.com. Ah, uh, yeah. And they asked me the same question, and my answer is was, um, okay, this is actually a cool story because <laughs> I I mentioned a restaurant that I like to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, about three months later, I went to that restaurant, which I'm not saying the name, mm-hmm. which for about twenty of my friends, mm-hmm. so it's a big group. We sat there. The owner came out. Thanked me for mentioning their names uh, on the newspaper because they actually had a frame. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of funny. And then they, he brought out four dishes of appetizer for free. Wow. A full combined of different kinds of taste. Uh, wow. Uh, so like a sampler. Yes. But wow. F- huge ones. So after eating that, we still order our own food, which is very, very difficult for anyone else to finish. Oh, yeah. 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 But it was a very, very delightful experience. (laughs) So actually, that didn't answer my question. (laughs) So that's my answer. (laughs) (laughs) All kinds of food, right? All kinds of food. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is vegetables. What about your uh, prunes? Oh, yeah. That's I like prunes. I just realized that made you sound very old. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. When I walked in here today, Johnny's like, here, have some prunes. I'm like, oh, I'll have some today because they're a little bit sour. They're dried with like, is that powdered sugar in them? I don't know what that white stuff is. I'm not sure. But it's kind of soury. Maybe it's like lime, powdered lime. But it's really sour. And last time we had a guest in here and they walked in as I was, you know, making a sour face. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to make the face at you. Yeah, it's it's, um, a friend I tried it and he um, spit it out right away because he couldn't handle it. Wow. So yeah. The reason really... I like it because my mom was pregnant with me, and she ate them all the time. Yes, and so somehow I got affected. You know what? That's what I used to say about when I was little because I would spin and spin and spin and spin. Of course, you know, ever since I was little, I knew it was going to dance. So I used to joke that when my mom was pregnant with me, she used to spin anyway, even though she wasn't supposed to. I don't know <laughs> if it's true or not. But my mom went with it, so she thought it was funny. That was funny. <laughs> Um, I guess my favorite food, my favorite non-Asian food, is probably Honey Nut Cheerios with rice milk. That's cereal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I have it for dessert sometimes. <laughs> I have a uh, favorite cereal that I eat whenever I don't feel like eating, cooking, or going out to eat, which is uh, Smack. What's the, the little frogs? The little yeah, frog yeah. cereal box to yeah. have a frog Smacks? in it. Yeah. That's the only type of cereal box cereal I will eat. Do they still sell that? Very hard to get, but yes. Really? Yes. Who makes it? Kellogg's. Ah, I remember it. I've never had it. It's really, I, don't, I love it. with the frog, yeah. Smacks I used to think frog. it was Michi- Michigan J Frog. I used to think they were the same. Yeah, I had that since I was um, eight years old. So wow. Love the taste. Like the crunchiness, the sweetness. Yeah, that's how I feel about Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> but with rice milk, nothing else but. Yeah. And now because the older I'm getting now that every year every day I need to eat rice, which mm-hmm. is like some way that my father would do it. I always make fun of him for eating rice every day. I'm doing the same thing. Rice and kimchi, nothing beats it. There you go. Different kinds of kimchi, of mm. course. So um All right. I think that's all for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Time does fly very fast. It does. Next time I'm gonna have to do an in depth interview with the history of Johnny Wu and who is he and why is he now a ghost. I thought that's what you said about it earlier before we started today. Yeah, but then you... And then you, you talk and, and then talk <laughs> and talk and talk like the Energizer Rabbit. But then you want to talk about the Cleveland Asian Festival. I have a lot to say about that, so... Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So blame on me. I'm going to be the ghost. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for tuning in this week, ladies and gentlemen. We are Asia Town Voice. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. 
My name is Yin Tang. I'm here with Johnny Wu, and we are signing off today. Adios.